Did you know that McNally and Sexton are putting together a task force to see if we can refuse some of those evil federal education dollars, you know, the kind that corrupt kids convince them that they are sexist, that they aren't, uh, and confuse them about the history of our country. Federal health care funding for Tennessee to be given to Planned Parenthood, which goes hand-in-hand with that last headline. We know where the priorities are of the evil folks in that stinking abyss that they call Washington, D.C. Knotts County Commission indefinitely proposes resolution to protect the innocence of the children, probably had other things to do. Lobbying group spent around $35 million to influence Tennessee lawmakers during the first half of 2023. But don't worry, the Rhino establishment promises you that this has no no influence on what they do up there because they're really working for you, the GOP primary voter, on things that you really care about. Member of Governor Lee's faith-based board has received $4.7 million in state contracts since 2019. Now, we would never see any corrupt kickbacks for those crony capitalist hangers-ons, would we? Let's get into it. Also, we have Tennessee Republicans are split on sending more money to Ukraine. I'm not split, but apparently some Republicans are uh, in the uh, federal branch of the government in Congress. Proposal pitched, and I think this is good, the governor would help homeowners in their golden years remain in their homes. That's some good news. And finally, librarian on Tennessee Textbook Commission, a member of organizing Uh, fighting censorship of inappropriate books, meaning this librarian really wants the dirtiest books possible uh, in the library so that kids can be exposed to things that you probably wouldn't want. Brandon Lewis here with the TenCon Big 7 Weekend Update. I'm glad to be back. Last week, I was gone. I was gone. But filling in for me was someone who, in my opinion, uh, is, is both prettier and has more talent than I do, uh, Miss Adelia, and I hope that she brought you your news in a way that you like, because I did get some real good positive feedback, not from your average fans, but from the stalwarts, so Adelia, thank you for sitting in. Now, the Conservative Candidates Academy was a smashing success. We had about 40 candidates, give or take, and some folks from various organizations that are going to help people. Uh, It is our intention, if you missed that, to kit that puppy up and to get it online uh, as a resource that you can participate in. So if you're still thinking about running for office and you didn't quite get to the Conservative Candidates Academy because you had a scheduling conflict, you didn't want to drive that far, don't worry. We have got all the resources, audio, video, tools, slides, presentations, that can help you. And thank you for all of those uh, who came out to make it such a wonderful event. Hopefully that will push a few more conservatives across the finish line so that we can uh, quit bringing you some of these awful headlines. Um, before we get any further, let me get into the mailbag here. I got some got some notes. I'm really kind of behind on checking the mail. I've not been there this week. I was worn out from that Candidates Academy. It killed me. I worked on that thing all day. Thursday, getting set up for it, worked on it all day. Friday, worked on it all day. Saturday... I still got stuff out in my car <laughs> that I have yet to unload from that thing. I've got enough uh, soft drinks to uh, to float a battleship out there, and they need to be taken out of the car. But let's talk about the mailbag here. I got this nice note. As you can see on the front of it, it just says, Thank you. And inside it says, Brandon, thank you for all you do. I really appreciate getting uh, the truth through the Tennessee conservative, Tanya. I appreciate you, Tanya. Sent along a nice donation with that, and we thrive only we thrive. 
let me back the truck up. We survive <laughs> on the small, uh, steady stream of donations we get here, and we appreciate it. Uh, here's a note. It's got it's got Lincoln on the front of it. Uh, Dear Brandon, thanks for all you do. In the Tennessee conservative, we wouldn't know about our Tennessee government's actions. Sincerely, Janine. Thank you, Janine, a stalwart supporter of what we do. And I'm sure there's more mail in the P.O. Box at P.O. Box 625, Signal Mountain, Tennessee, 37377, if I could only get to the mailbox, which I may do. I'm going to the gym right after this, and it, it is just a slight drive further. So I will be checking the mail today. So next week, you'll have an updated mailbag. I know that all of you worry about that. Do subscribe to our free e-newsletter. Just text the word NEWS, N-E-W-S, to 423-205-5600. Again, text the word NEWS to 423-205-5600. And follow us on social media platforms that have yet to, yet to censor us which aren't many. We've been censored by YouTube. We've been censored by Facebook. Uh, You you really don't see much of what we do. They don't show it to folks because they hate conservatism. Uh, We are living in a dystopian reality. Uh, Orwell. Orwell would uh, be right at home here. He would have thought that maybe he awoke in one of his books. But do go to uh, Twitter and or X in particular and just search Tennessee Conservative wherever you get your social media and pray that you actually see what we post. McNally and Sexton, right into the news, announced task force to determine if Tennessee can refuse federal dollars for education. Now, if this is anything like the illegal immigration task force they put together, task force, when the Tennessee conservative broke the story on that illegal immigration center that Bill Lee put in my backyard where kids were molested and lost, that task force will do a combination of two things, both jack and squat. Okay, I'm not saying that this one's going to do jack squat, but if I had to bet 10 grand, I'd bet it, and I'd rather be wrong. But here we go. The task task force aims to determine if the rejection of federal funds will have a negative impact if the state can afford to do it without the $1.8 billion potential federal dollars it would otherwise accept. Well, y'all done gave several billions to Ford Motor Company and the Titan Stadium. If we just clawed back that money and all the corporate welfare... We would have like this surplus if we weren't giving it away to all your buddies who we'll learn later are up there buying your influence. Back to the story. The reason for rejecting these funds, according to Speaker Cameron Sexton, is that the federal dollars offered up for Tennessee's education system comes with contingencies that many Tennesseans find unacceptable. As an example, when the state was given money during the pandemic, which is why Bill Lee kept his emergency powers completely in place, any federal dollar... Any, any corporate dollar, your, your constitutional rights are completely up for sale, as are the educational outcomes of kids. There were expectations that the state would impose restrictions on students like mandatory masking and school shutdowns, all without the consent of parents. The task force would include six legislators, two superintendents, that's probably getting off to a bad start, two teachers, uh, all appointed by Sexton and McNally, according to reports, the new task force would include the following legislators, Republicans uh, Deborah Moody, Senator John Lundberg would serve as co-chairs. House members would include Representative Ronnie Glenn, Republicans uh, Timothy Hill, John Reagan, at least there's a good one, William Slater. Uh, Senate members would include uh, Democrat Senator Ramesh Akbari, uh, Republican Senators Joey Hensley, there's a good one, uh, Bill Powers, and Don White. Critics of the plan convey a certain uh, that this is a way that appears Tennessee is taking an initiative on actions that would very likely be a popular move with most conservatives in Tennessee, 
uh, without actually doing anything proactive that will sever the ties between the state and federal government toward how Tennessee kids are educated. Meaning, this is a bunch of theater, kind of like Bill Lee sending the National Guard uh, to the border uh, in, in Texas for a press press opportunity, but then he goes and gives them uh, professional licenses in Tennessee and then sends people down uh, to kill from the governor's administration uh, any bills that are in committee that would actually turn off the magnets that draw illegal immigrants to our state. Next story, federal health care funding for Tennessee to be given to Planned Parenthood. I mean, what better use of federal dollars than murdering babies in the womb? Federal funding previously lost by the state will be returned, but it is not headed to the state health department. Instead, that money will be funneled through Planned Parenthood of Tennessee and North Mississippi. In April, an audit showed that medical providers in Tennessee did not meet federal guidelines regarding, quote, reproductive health care information, meaning promoting the killing of babies in the womb, and Federal uh, 10 funding was taken from the state. Federal regulations require that providers provide information on all options, including abortion, when counseling parents. That's the same reason uh, when our kid looks to go to various schools, if they take a penny of state money, there's this wonderful like series of flyers and literature that insist that your kids receive like 4,000 vaccinations uh, because the corporate lobby uh, for Pfizer and the rest up there, as we'll learn here in the next article, uh, pretty much own the GOP lawmakers uh, to a great degree up there, which is one reason we fought uh, so hard against our own party to get our own medical freedoms back. It, it's both state money and federal money is corrupting in private institutions. Back to the story. The state argued that they were in the right uh, for only counseling uh, patients on the options that were legal in Tennessee, you think, and that they did not have to discuss options that were legal elsewhere in the country. Funds were uh, now returning to the state but have been directed to Planned Parenthood of Tennessee and North Mississippi. This will be done through the Virginia League of Planned Parenthood and Affiliate. Oh, my gosh. The group will be able to play uh, uh, Planned Parenthood directly for services, uh, etc., Another $3.9 million will be given to Converge, an organization based in Mississippi that focuses on reproductive health in the South. They will also be able to make payments directly toward Planned Parenthood. Lord, evil is mighty, is mighty ingenious and uh, creative and flexible, or so I have found. It always finds a way because the devil ain't lazy. Guys, if you're not listening to the Mill Creek View, Tennessee edition, you need to. Steve does a much better job than I do of actually getting guests on and newsmakers. I used to do a lot of that, but boy, I've just ran out of time. And I'm moving into my busy season. I'm about to put my hermit hat on, hang out here at the house and work myself to death so that I can uh, buy my kids shoes for the winter, right? So go check out my friend Steve Abramowitz at the Mill Creek View. Season 1 of his CEO special is also out and can be viewed on YouTube, Rumble, Instagram video, and wherever you get your podcast. A new episode comes out every Monday at 9 a.m., and they are great American business owners doing good business. Now, Steve has recently interviewed Tina Tobin of Tennessee Liberty Network and Tennessee State Representative Money Fritz, who I'm I'm looking forward to what he is going to introduce, uh, and we're going to help him with some of this stuff if we can to tell you about it uh, up in the legislature. Uh, In a doubleheader interview, I also took part, Brandon Lewis was on there. You know, Steve asked me questions. I try to pretend like I know the answers. If you're interested in getting caught up on Florida, Milk Creek View has a podcast hosted by Kat Stancil. And if you're interested in Washington State, what little bit of it is left that has not gone into the uh, murky depths of uh, awful liberalism, 
They have a podcast hosted by Vincent Cavallari, and that's one you want to see also. So do go check out Steve. He does lots of interesting interviews with people that, if he didn't do it, you'd never hear about it. Mill Creek View, Tennessee podcast. Check it out. Next story. Knox County Commission indefinitely proposes resolution to protect the innocence of children. A proposal to protect children and possibly restrict taxpayer funds to Knoxville, Tennessee's theater was tabled by the Knox County Commission on Monday in a 9-to-1 vote. Commissioners uh, set aside the motion indefinitely last December. The theater hosted a drag queen Christmas show amidst protesters where minors were in attendance. This is so hilarious. You know, Christmas is the celebration of the birth of Christ. I don't know how you can read the Scripture as a Christian. Like, if you read it. Now, maybe if this were medieval times and I'm actually reading through a book series right now of when Christianity came to England if this were medieval times and you couldn't read or write or if the mass was delivered in Latin maybe someone could trick you maybe somebody could lie to you about what the Bible says regarding homosexuality, and pretty much everything else that's in that big basket of words that that we use now instead of just the word gay, which is so much shorter and and more efficient. Um, I don't see how you read through that and be like, that's okay. And so to to put drag drag queens and Christmas together, to me, is like quite amazing. It was a show amidst protests where minors were in attendance, Commissioner Rhonda Lee's proposed resolution aimed at protecting the innocence of children had previously cited drag shows with explicit or sexual content as being an example of the type of activities that the county would possibly not fund with taxpayer dollars. I think a good flyer for people that are running against folks on the Knox County Commission on this would be uh, voted to fund drag shows for kids. Voted to fund facilities promoting drag shows for kids. That would be true. You could put that on a postcard. You could stick that on an email. The people that, the nine to one, right? The nine you could put if you ran against them for office. And this would be a good little trick because it's true. Voted to fund facilities supporting drag shows for children. I bet people would really like to vote for that individual, especially if they had some conservatives in their district if they knew that. Commissioner Rhonda Lee's proposed resolution aimed at protecting the innocent children had previously cited drag shows with explicit or sexual content as being an example of the type of activities the county would possibly not fund by taxpayer dollars. The original resolution stated, quote, The Knox County Commission neither supports nor approves of activities, programs, events, content, or institutions which support, normalize, or encourage the sexualization of children and youth. Before Monday's meeting, Lee had said that she was surprised at pushback to a resolution. David uh, Buck uh, Knox County Commission's law director removed parts of the resolution that would have impacted how the county funds are allocated, stating that it would interfere with the ability of the county mayor to write a budget. Lee asked for those to be added back in. Commissioners on both political sides wanted Lee to make her resolution more specific. They would support uh, any restricting of funds for gay-friendly programs, while other organizations said it was too vague. A similar resolution was unanimously approved by Sumner County commissioners this month, and that is primarily because... Uh, the Sumner County Constitutional uh, Conservatives in that uh, county uh, are, are one of the most effective grassroots groups in the state, and they kicked out all the rhinos uh, from their commission. But, however, Knox County appears to be retaining theirs, so maybe in the next election that can change. Next story. 
Now listen. Now listen. All, all the leadership, I just love it when they go on Twitter especially, harumph, harumphing about all the stuff that they do and, uh, and all their pictures with their corporate buddies that they're doling out tons of money to and all the lobbyists that get together and give them awards and line their pockets, as we know from the Follow the Money Report, 90-plus percent of the money uh, that goes into GOP leadership right now, the, the, the people that, that are up there, it comes from outside the district and from left-leaning special interests. That is a fact, a verifiable fact, if you just look at the campaign disclosures. Now, here's a nice little headline. Don't let it trouble you. Lobbying groups have spent around $35 million to influence Tennessee lawmakers during the first half of 2023. I bet they're getting some bargains up there. You can buy, you can buy some really cheap bargains uh, you can get people to do all kinds of things that aren't in the interest of Tennessee taxpayers. If you just, you know, you, you send a lobbyist up there repeatedly, put a little campaign money, you know, maybe slip somebody a good little lobbying job once they get, get out of the legislature, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. From January 1st to June 30th this year, they're not even done. Groups spent a combined $35 million on lobbying activity according to filings released by the Tennessee Registry of Election Finance. And it might also be interesting for you to know that almost every bill that would have added more transparency to lobbying was killed by GOP lawmakers. What a startling, startling coincidence. That's nearly $4 million more than groups spent during the same period in 2022. I take 4 over 35. That's like a 10, 12, 13% increase. And a 66% rise since 2013. People don't keep putting money into things unless they get a good return. The reason all these left-leaning corporations are up there lining the pockets of these lobbyists is because Republican lawmakers are like, sure, I'll give you lots of money if, if it will help you uh, compete against your competitors that are smaller with the tax revenue taken from their business. You bet. Give me the golden shovel and a hat. Let's break ground on whatever the heck it is that you're doing. The Tennessee Medical Association led the filing period, no S, Having spent around 330322 to sway lawmakers, that's an evil organization, the Tennessee Medical Association. They would, they would prefer that you have no medical freedoms whatsoever. Uh, and during the pandemic, they were some of the chief fighters, that whole, medical, that whole medical complex against you being able to see a loved one if they had COVID. Uh, they put people on protocols that, that were not healthy and that, that killed them. And, and they every time Tennesseans tried to get their freedoms back, all these lobbyists for the, for the corporate medical establishment go marching through Cordell Hall. And you're right. They're, they're not in the back seat. They're in the third row seat. They're in the third row seat or maybe, maybe on the luggage rack up top. Rounding out the top five lobbying spending were the conservative think tank Center for Individual Freedom, uh, I don't, I don't know who that is. The uh, Tennessee Electric Cooperative Association and the Tennessee Hospital Association and the Tennessee Healthcare Association, all of these things sound like, like corporate slash government monopolies. That's what they are. In many cases, they're corporate slash medical monopolies. Corporations and lobbyist groups tend to spend more money in the first half of the year because Tennessee's legislative session is usually held from January to late April. Last year, these groups spent over sixty million. I'm telling you, your lawmakers are being purchased, purchased cheaply for campaign dollars and lobbying dollars. It is the truth. 
Member of Governor Lee's faith-based board has received $4.7 million in state contracts since 2019. Nothing to see here. A member of Governor Lee's Office of Faith-Based and Community Initiatives Board has secured millions of dollars in state contracts through a business formed only three days before Governor Lee's 2019 inauguration. There you go. You see an opportunity to peddle a little influence. Go get it. Governor Bill Lee appointed Aubrey Elizabeth Libby Phillips to the Board of Directors for his newly established faith-based office in 2020. According to reports, the faith-based board is made up of Governor Lee's political allies and maintains final authority over how the state legislature-approved budget is spent. In fact, all six members of the volunteer Board of Directors contributed to Governor Lee's 2018 campaign. Pay to play. Phillips and her family contributed a total of $8,250. Again, that's a good return on investment. You get $4.7 million in state contracts, kick in $8,200, get on a board. I'm in the wrong business here, people. January 16th, 2019, Phillips filed paperwork with the state uh, Secretary of State to form a new business. Governor Lee was sworn into office January 19, 2019, just nine months later, Phillips Business landed its first state contract. According to the contract records, Phillips right-of-way mooring, uh, mowing rather, contractor business, Big Isle Mowing, has won $4.7 million in state contracts for the State Department of Transportation since 2019. According to the governor's office, TDOT determined its contract with Big Isle Mowing as of April 3, 2023, due to a, quote, failure to meet performance standards. What? Let's read this again. According to the governor's office, TDOT terminated its contract with Bill, Big Al Mowing as of August 3rd, 2023 due to a, quote, failure to meet performance standards. And these are the government's performance standards. Big Al's mowing failed to meet the government's performance standards. Does the government even have any performance standards? How bad do you have to screw up to not meet them? I mean, look at our educational standards in Tennessee. That's the part that gets our largest percentage of the budget, about half the money. Half the money. Only a third of the kids can read, write, do arithmetic at grade level. Parents are unhappy. They don't shut down the schools. They don't fire the teachers. They don't fire the administrators. They don't give taxpayers their money back. So if Big Owl Mowing failed to meet performance standards, performance probably had to be pretty low. The company also secured a 24-month contract with the National Department of Transportation and multimodal infrastructure worth $5 million for, rough, uh, for monthly right-of-way litter collection. The mowing company has also recently landed contracts under the director of TDOT, Deputy Governor and Commissioner Butch Ely, whose wife, Ginger Ely, serves alongside Phillips on Governor Lee's faith-based office board. Lots of family members do all kinds of things related to politicians. Uh, and around on boards. I mean, we even have some folks that, you know, sit on committees and things of that nature up in Nashville, and their wives, daughters, friends are lobbyists, and all that money goes to the lobbyists, and then it goes back into their household budget. And a government, you make a lot of good money in government. Serving, right? Self-serving. Guys, listen, we need your help here at the Tennessee Conservative. This October is going to mark three long years that I've been doing this. And our support has incrementally grown, but our expenses have too. Like we are parked, like if we were going down, if we were going upriver 
we just kind of stay where we are, right? Maybe this will be the year that it changes. But the only way it can change is if you change. Because the vast majority, I'd say 95% of people on our list, don't give a dime. Because conservatives don't put their money where their mouth, they don't put their time where their mouth is, and they wonder why our state and our nation and our culture is going to hell in a handbasket. Meanwhile, as we well know, these left-leaning corporations are giving millions to these rhinos up in Nashville to get their ear. So if we're going to stop this, I need your help. I need you to donate. Okay, I need you to donate. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support so that I can reach more Republican primary voters with our publication in this state so that we can finally have a more informed electorate as it relates to the difference between the campaign promises and the social media lies and what actually happens legislatively and what happens in the governance of Tennessee, which is largely... As far as I can tell, a bunch of incestuous, <laughs> uh, sycophantic, and um, what, do you, what do they call it? Nepotism, uh, along with a bunch of corporate greed, uh, is kind of what we got going on here. And if more people knew about it, I think we could elect better people. I think we'd have better legislation. So go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. And when you do, if you give any amount, one moment please. Sing, sing a song. Talk to yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. If you give any amount, we will send you this. Don't California, my Tennessee bumper sticker. Okay, I'm moving around here. Jason's probably having a hard time. A uh, Stop Feeding the Rhinos bumper sticker. And we will also send you, if you give $50 or more, or a recurring donation of $10 per month or more, we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler and this proud Tennessee conservative Koozie, both of which are guaranteed to keep your drinks uh, cold for somewhere around 35 years. Okay, around 35 years if you put them in here, if they're cold when they go in there. So uh, you don't even need a refrigerator anymore, really. You just need these two things, and I think that is a bargain. TennesseeConservativeNews.com. We also send you a directory of your elected officials so that you can contact them when they do the bidding of the uh, corporate overlords and the lobbyists that go up there and spend the millions. Uh, and one other thing, if you have yet to go download the Rhino Report, do go to Rhino Report, R-I-N-O, uh, report.net, Rhino Report.net. Every, every day, dozens of people download this thing. Every day. Every day. So I don't, And we had thousands and thousands download it uh, when we initially launched it. I don't know how many people have downloaded it. I haven't looked, but it is a, it is a crap ton. And so uh, if you want to get on the crap ton bandwagon, and download that report so you can see not only how your Republican uh, legislators voted in 2023, you can see how they voted in 2022. And in the uh, 2024 Rhino report, we will be sure to include all the votes from Bill Lee's special session. Because there were some buttes. Some buttes! Here we go, guys. Last article. No, it isn't. Where are we at? Where, where am I? Did I move my stuff over here? I need an assistant. I need an assistant on this podcast. Next story. Tennessee Republicans split on sending more money to Ukraine. A report card recently released by Republicans for Ukraine shows Tennessee's U.S. representatives to be divided on their views regarding the role of the U.S. in continued support for Ukraine. I'm for stopping. I just am. I, have, I, I watched us dump billions and 
maybe trillions into the Middle East for decades. I look at it now and I'm like, looks to be about how it was when we found it. A bunch of tribal people fighting with one another. Well, the Russians have been fighting in that Baltic area for old territory since time immemorial, okay? I think I think we did a good job probably getting in there to begin with and maybe putting a coalition together, but I think it's time to move on. We got more problems pressing here in the States and with inflation going up through the roof and with everybody being in a little bit of Strugglesville. I think we need to bring that money here so we do not continue to uh, inflate our currency as we have. We have... Um, we have, in reality, reduced everyone's earning power, income, and savings through this constant, continuous, unending spending that we do here in this country. It needs to change. A report card recently released said that Republicans for Ukraine show Tennessee's representatives divided regarding the role of the U.S. in continued support for Ukraine. Republicans for Ukraine assigned a letter grade uh, from A to F for every Republican in the U.S. House of Representatives based on the way they voted on five key proposals. The group also notes that the letter grades are derived from each member's public statements or lack thereof on the war. The report card gives an A to Representative Chuck Fleischman and Mark Green. Both representatives voted in Ukraine's favor across the board and were listed as pro-Ukraine. I'm telling you, the military-industrial complex will be fed, right? You want to talk about lobbying? Uh, what they do up in Washington to make sure that we are constantly and perpetually in some kind of conflict that requires personnel and manpower and services and equipment is vast. And and they, they spent a few years under the Trump administration probably having some lean years because we didn't have any wars and, and some people probably went broke didn't eat out as much as they could have, didn't make as much money as they could have, and they're making it up in Ukraine right now. Not to mention all the bribery that's probably going on with all this. I mean, it, it, Ukraine's basically like a a mob-led type country. It's like it used to be Russia. You know how corrupt Russia is. It's like, it's kind of like that. So if, if you think this money's going over there and be exclusively being used for military purposes, I would disagree. Representative David Kustoff received a B and was listed as having an OK overall grade. He is noted to have made uh, anti-Ukraine statements to the public. However, Representative Scott Desjardins and John Rose both received a C rating and are included as mediocre. While Desjardins is considered to have made anti-Ukraine statements, Rose is listed as being neutral. Both uh, primarily voted in favor of continued support. Coming in with failing grades, which are probably the ones that I would agree with, which means they don't support it, Standing their ground against providing additional funding to Ukraine are three other U.S. representatives from Tennessee, Diana Harshbarger, Tim Burchett, and Andy Ogles. Ogles having made it clear that they are not in favor of sending even uh, any more money to Ukraine, leaving them with an F rating. I, I like my representatives, for the most part, to have an F on this. Last week, Representative Ogles stood his ground against giving more funding when he signed his name to a letter from several U.S. congressmen and senators noting that they are opposed to the additional expenditures for the war in Ukraine and was included in a request for the Office of Management and Budget for another $24 million to be given for security, economic, and humanitarian assistance related to the war in Ukraine. we got our own problems here at home. According to that letter, the United States has already given $114 billion 
toward aiding Ukraine. Can't protect our own southern borders. We got 114 billion to send to some people across seas in a war that's really not ours to fight. Next story. The final story, a good news story. Would love to see this get across the finish line. Proposed pitch to governor would help homeowners in their golden years that remain in their homes. For those of you who do not know, golden years is a code word for really old. That's where we're all headed, right? A proposal pitched to Governor Lee would expand property tax relief for a long-term Tennessee homeowner in their golden years. Rob Mitchell, Rutherford County property tax assessor, says... An online petition has garnered over 1,200 signatures so far after requesting an audience with the governor. Mitchell has been advised that Lee's schedule has no openings. No openings for helping old folks. and He's got corporate welfare to dole out. He's got to go down to the Titan Stadium, make sure they get a handful. Got to go over to Ford Motor Company, make sure they get a handful. Got to make sure all these corporate lobbyists are helping out all his buddies. Ain't got no time for the senior citizens and the tax break. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Mitchell has also pitched the proposal to Senator Frank Nicely, who has mentioned he is already looking at a property tax uh, reform uh, at, as the subject is to be addressed in the next general session, something I could get a hold of, and support. I mean, it makes me so mad. You, you, the whole goal should be, with the tax code, to reward people for being financially independent, to help them get out of debt, so that they are not a burden on society, and to tax, likely, their earned income. Through, I don't really think you tax their earned income. In my opinion, we just have a consumption tax. If you spend it, you pay. You don't spend it, you don't pay. I mean, But instead, we have all these crazy incentives for folks to like spend constantly. And it sucks to, to get in the house, get all your bills paid, and it's like you, you can't ever get out from underneath those property taxes. It's, it's theft. It's onerous, in my opinion. Property taxes are terrible. As it stands now, homeowner 65 and up with a maximum income of 36000 or less get a $145 reduction in property taxes. Woo! That's huge. Mitchell would like to see the golden homeowners get a full reimbursement on their property taxes. Mitchell says, quote, It is important we value the contributions of our long-term homeowners who have dedicated years to building vibrant neighborhoods and communities. As property values in Tennessee have risen, uh, so too have property taxes increased. For some retirees on fixed incomes, these increases cost to force them out of their homes. Mitchell's proposal would help lessen the financial burden on long-term homeowners in their golden years and position the state as a desirable destination for retirees. I bet it would. I bet we'd get a lot of those Florida snowbirds would stop them here if they knew that they wouldn't have to pay property taxes after a certain time that they were in the state if they were a certain age. Increasing the financial flexibility of these homeowners would benefit local economies, says Mitchell. He points out that the state routinely gives tax breaks to businesses for this purpose. No crap, Rob. They sure do. And that is interesting, right? That is an interesting take, that Governor Lee and the Republicans, the rhinos, they love corporate welfare, boy, even if it's wildly unpopular, but giving you know, they love giving tax breaks to these large corporations who are already making millions and billions. But when it comes time to helping old folks in their home, stay in their home, that have contributed in Tennessee for decades on end, no stomach for that, right? We got priorities up here at the Cordell Hole building. All right, guys. We are in the, the, the most important segment of my show, such as it is. 
and that is what I'm doing this weekend, which I know is the only thing that anybody, most people fast forward to the last five minutes. The rest of this stuff is just filler. Come in. You can come in if you want to. My kid just stuck her head in the window, saw that I was doing something and ran away. So, what am I doing this weekend? Well, it's Thursday as I record this. I'm, usually, I used to record this on Friday, but I did not feel like it gave Jason enough time to get it out the door. And sometimes I still have to record it on Friday, depending on my schedule. But, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get home early. I'm going to actually leave right now so I can hang out with my wife. Well, it's been so hectic, we need some QT time. I think that's redundant, and maybe it's just Q time, quality time. Tomorrow, I got kind of a busy day. I got to cram some work in, and then in the afternoon, I've got a friend uh, from the painting industry that is coming to stay uh, the night at, at the house because there is some kind of painting-related conference that's not really my cup of tea, but it happens to be in Chattanooga, and he happens to be here. And so we know each other from our industry association, so he's going to come over. We got a nice uh, Smoke on the Mountain Bluegrass Festival. I don't know they call it a bluegrass festival. It's mainly bluegrass music, but there's some other kind. And it's put on by the Walden Civic League. And that is uh, Smoke on the Mountain. Uh, you can come to it if you're on Signal Mountain. I'll be there. I don't know how long I'll be there Friday. Uh, we've got dinner reservations at a place around 6.30, so I may, it, it may not work out. But Saturday, I'm definitely going to be there. I'm going to try to work in the morning. Depends on how much entertaining I've got to do. Because uh, I do have quite a bit of work to catch up on. I'm getting into my busy season. And then uh, I'm going to go back to that that festival. I love going to music-related events. And there is nothing better to me than when there's a music-related event that's like five minutes from my house where I can go see the members of my community uh, and be engaged. And we'll, we'll go to church at some point. We'll cram that in there uh, on Saturday or Sunday. Probably Sunday because I want to go to this this bluegrass thing um and then hopefully i can chore around the house that would make me happy i've got i like to to move stuff around i need to split some wood it's about to be wood wood burning time here at the lewis household i gotta move some gravel around in the driveway the garage oh the garage is the bane of my existence i moved out of my office and much of uh, what was in there that really didn't need to go to the new place Ended up in my garage in various states of disarray, and that must be cleaned up. I'm sure you you may have a garage or a closet or a room at your house. You're like, oh gosh, we got to do something with this stuff. I wish we could just burn it all, almost like 90% of it. I don't need it or want it. But I'm a minimalist in that regard. Um, And my wife, in in some cases, is what what I would refer to as a maximalist. Uh, And so we have to meet in the middle, which is uh, really not anywhere near my position. Uh, but that is often the case, uh, as often the case. <laughs> but I'm, I'm quite certain that my beautiful, loving, and charming wife could say that about me on many other issues uh, that are not object-related. Guys, I appreciate everything you do. I get, I know people are praying for me out there, and they're praying for the Tennessee conservative. It, it baffles me. It... it, it, it um, Well, it's what politicians say. It humbles me, but it makes me feel weird. Not weird, but thankful, but uh, also just like grateful that people would even you know consider petitioning the Almighty that we might continue to do a good job here, uh, doing what we're doing. You know, we put that follow the money report out, and 
telling the truth gets you into trouble. Uh, challenging those in power, the, I mean, really challenging those in power gets you fired. I mean, look at Tucker Carlson, look at Bill O'Reilly, look at um, you look at oh, what's his face that has recently been canceled. You look at uh, anybody who speaks truth to power and then ultimately uh, gets an audience and, and convinces people or points people to the absolute truth. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., if I had to vote for a Democrat, I'd vote for him. Is he my cup of tea? No. My Democrat? No. Uh, I have to hold my nose when I vote for most Republicans, uh, much less a Democrat. But, you know, it probably won't be long before folks will try to destroy him. Look at Trump. People try to destroy you for telling the truth and pointing out the obvious that our incompetent government is corrupt. Uh, (laughs) it, It didn't take long, right? It doesn't take long before they start circling the wagons because, you know, you look at it as public service. They look at it as power, and they look at it as their livelihood and control over you. And so in our little ragtag way here, uh, we have to push back against the narrative. I will say this. I got in a little, uh, I guess you could call it a, pardon my language, a pissing match, although I, I, I didn't get far with it. Uh, or I didn't get engaged. I don't get wound up emotionally about stuff. Uh, but apparently Matt Murphy and uh, Gary Humble got into it. Uh, Matt Murphy, uh, Michael Patrick Leahy, and maybe a few other folks uh, had some disparaging comments to make about Gary and uh, what he does at Tennessee Stands. And I follow what people do, and we report here at the Tennessee Conservative. And obviously, you're not always going to agree with everything everyone says, the tone they take, the approach they take. But, but to me, it doesn't matter. The, the question that I'm always asking is, who is telling the closest thing to the truth? And who is telling it uh, as consistently as possible with conviction in a way that, in, that won't enrich them? And I think Gary fits that bill. When I look at the boot licking and the butt kissing uh, that is done uh, relating to our established Republican leadership, whenever I see that and when people gloss over and ignore all the problems and the corruption and where the money comes from and the corporate welfare and the lack of uh, performance in education and the support of illegal immigration in our state— and the, the fighting against medical freedom. And then when somebody points that out and then a media outlet or a media personality disparage them for it, uh, it makes me wonder, is it the ad revenue that makes you lie like that? Is it the, I want to be buddies with the politicians that makes you do that? Is it the some I'm making a living doing this, and if I speak out against the corporate corruption because we have a lot of corporate sponsors that spend advertising dollars at our publication, am I getting pushback? Am I am I being told that my third quarter ad revenue will go down? Pfizer doesn't like what you're saying. Ford Motor Company doesn't like what you're saying. Coca-Cola doesn't like what you're saying. The Chamber of Commerce doesn't like what you're saying. You better shut up, or your your little radio career you know, might be in jeopardy. I don't, I don't take any money out of this, which frees me up to just tell you what I see the way I see it. Right? What am I going to lose? The money we don't have? <laughs> 
So, I got in a little kerfuffle, I guess. I don't know. I get a phone call. Matt Murphy calls after hours to the landline. Of course, I don't pay much attention to that stuff. And he just said he wanted to call back and didn't leave a message. And I called him back, left a message, never heard from him. So, closed-circuit transmission. Somebody knows Matt Murphy, I'm happy to talk to you. I don't have any beef with you personally or any anybody else. But I'm all about policy, you know, the governance of our state. And then I look at all the facts, and then I look at the repetition of behavior. And I'm sorry, maybe you think the, the Republican leadership in our state's doing a fantastic job, but I, I str- we struggle to even put a conservative good news section inside our stories. It's mainly about corporate corruption, influence being purchased, incompetence in delivery of government services or programs, waste, fraud, abuse, power for power's sake, saying one thing, doing another. That is what my three years doing this I didn't have an axe to grind when I started this, and I still don't. I keep expecting and hoping, and I'm optimistic that things will turn around as more and more people learn the truth. But it's getting down to where, if we got conservative talk radio hosts, what few we have that that report on state news, if they're out there painting a picture that is untrue, what hope do we have? We've got a very small team of truth-tellers here, and that's troubling. And so I appreciate the fact that you tune in, that you dig in, that you pay attention, because so few people do. And if you can help me find some more people like you, recommend this podcast. Sign them up for the newsletter yourself. Just say, hey, I just signed you up for the Tennessee Conservative Newsletter. I hope you don't mind. Share our articles wherever they can be seen. Facebook, might show it to two people. Twitter, probably show it to 20. Anywhere that you can share our content, uh, help us find folks. We appreciate it because we're doing yeoman's work over here. Uh, And lastly, I would just like to say uh, thank you to the Tennessee Conservative staff. Overworked, underpaid, underappreciated, probably by our reading and viewing and listening audience. Uh, Not by me, Uh, but it's it's just a great blessing. So that's my end of the TenCon Big 7 Ramble. Take it for what it's worth. Take it for what it's worth. Guys, I will see you next time. Before you leave, hit the pause button. Please do give us a five-star review. Oh, I got to tell you this. This is what you get when you hang on to the end. I get this little notification from an app that talk, that like ranks podcasts. Well, our little podcast has never ranked before. It could never even shown up. Like it sends me this email and it's just like a bunch of blank business. Just blank. It's just blank. And uh, we don't register, right? Well, I get an email uh, here recently. And I don't know how accurate it is. But it like shows us like being in the, the top 200 of podcasts for news and commentary. Now that's not a big deal. But it's better than, than where we were, which is blank. Which means maybe a few more Tennesseans who are conservative are starting to pay attention. Enough for it to at least register. And we don't need everybody in the world to know the truth about what's going on in Tennessee for us to turn this state around. What we need is a good, small, dedicated, put your money and your time where your mouth are is conservatives. 
movements, elections, changes are always created by special forces. They are rarely, if ever, created by general infantry, and you are the special forces. So let me give you an assignment. Please do give us a five-star review. And, and do it on every platform you listen to this podcast. If, you, if you've got a spouse that doesn't listen to the podcast, go pull their phone up and just look for us and give us a five-star review. Uh, that would really help me. And if you do it, send me a screenshot of it by email, Brandon at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Would love to see it. That's all I got, guys. I promise. No more PSSs. No more postscript, script, script, post, post. We're all done. Brandon Lewis here with the TenCon Big 7. Love you guys. I'll see you next week. Take care.